Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Our spit is incredibly complex for a substance made of 99% water. It contains a genetic code that reveals the real you. And that DNA in your spit can also reveal meaningful insights about your health that could change everything. What would you do if you knew you were at a higher likelihood of developing a particular disease? Join 23 different iHeart podcast hosts as they explore their own health discoveries in the new season of Spit. Listen to Spit on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are we on? Yeah. I didn't even think we was on. We're sat here. Let me just fix my little microphone now because I'm sitting up in the bed now. I feel like. I feel like, you know, um, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you know, when he's got all of his, like, nan and everyone in them beds. Yeah, that is exactly it. That is it. Oh, you weren't, you weren't here for that, were you? What do you mean? <laughs> you couldn't be asked <laughs> with me saying that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. Do you know what? It's like that point on holiday when you've spent like four or five days with your same friend consistently and not seen anybody else. <laughs> where you start hating each other and every breath that they take is annoying, isn't it? The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. This week on The Gossip Gaze, we talk to reality TV legend Lauren Harris. We talk about how to deal with your cringy friends. And we announce the winner of our What Drag competition. Yes, we do, baby. Finally! The hello, hello, baby. You got, I can't hear a thing. Welcome to this little Gossip Gaze thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always do weird stuff? Uh, So welcome, this is podcast number, um, I don't know what number it is. Ten. No, it's not. Seven. Eight. Nine. We're nearly at ten. We're nearly at ten anyway. Not that that matters, age is just a number. So we are here (laughs) and we are coming to you live from London, actually. Yeah, well we're not live, but we're from London, but it sounds better to say live from London. We are live from London. It's a very bizarre setup. Well... Currently, I'm laid on one bed. Danny's on the other. We've you got look, a hotel Do you know room. what you look like? What? Do you know that, um... Have you seen a bug's life? <laughs> fucking real. I know what you're going to say. Do you know that caterpillar? I know what you're going to say. You f- <laughs> well, that's how you're you know laid. What? Do you know what? I've put a bit of weight on because I've been feeling my own oats. So what happens when I feel my own oats? 
she eats whatever she wants. Right. Well, and now I'm laying like the caterpillar from Bugs Life, <laughs> like fucking Facko Jacko. I'm not sound like Wacko Jacko. I'm not. I'm not anything like Wacko Jacko. <laughs> anyway, we digress. But we've took. Can I just say it? Can I just point something very bizarre out? Go on. This is going to be the first ever whole podcast we've recorded from a bed. Even today's interview. Yeah. We were sat on Lauren's bed. Yeah, so we went round to her house and she's like, come to my bedroom. And we set up. She was sat there like Queen of Sheba, weren't she, on bed? Yeah, on the bed. Yeah. Uh, and we just had to set up round her and sit it's on the bed with her. Yeah, it was so camp. I can't wait for them to listen to it in a little bit. Absolutely. So, other than, why are we in London? What are we doing here? Well, I'm working a lot in London here this week. Yeah. Lauren's based in London. So you come down with me and we've got a little hotel for the week. <laughs> Looks like an absolute bin zitter in here. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's like, I feel that's what happens when you go away, though. You don't care because you're not in your own space. It's been like a mini holiday, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, I've enjoyed London this time. Normally, I don't enjoy coming down here that much. It's too busy, too hustly bustly. But it's actually been oh. dead chill, chilled out. Hustly bustly. It's like, <laughs> come on, daddy. Come play with my hustly bustly. <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed it. We've had a really chilled time. We've eaten loads of food, though, haven't we? Last night, we had so oh. much fucking... What did we eat? Everything. What did we eat? Five guys. Yeah. We five five guys. I felt like I ate five guys. I was that full. <laughs> Absolutely. But it was brilliant. We even had milkshakes on the way home. We literally didn't even walk back to our hotel. We were that full. We got an Uber two minutes up the road. Because that is what... Fat gal, what you gonna do? Honestly, fat girls this weekend. Do um, I need to go back to Slimming World? No, I don't think you need to go back. Okay. However, I know that I've put on weight this weekend, slightly. But to be you fair... You are obsessed that you put weight on on your face. Only because I saw pictures this weekend where I thought, oh God, a bit chubbier. But I don't feel it on my belly as yet, but that's where it normally hits. Can I also say... In fact, I want you to bring it up. I, I shouldn't have even just had to say, can I also say... What? This whole dating thing, I'm not even you and I'm stressed. Don't even get me started. Because last week, all right, that guy cancelled. Then I thought, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Ask me not to find you a date. Because I found someone. And said, don't find me a date off the off that list. They're just going to let me down because I've not picked them. And, uh, so he said, I've organised a date for myself. Ha. Huh? And today was supposed to be the date. And that didn't happen either because they're just not responded again. Why do I just take So why have you been ghosted twice? Twice. So we were listening to Jess Ellis's podcast as well. Yeah. And I feel like before you got ghosted, you were breadcrumbed. By who? By this latest guy. Yeah, but if you contact, if you contact me again, I will not be responding. I just don't get it. I don't understand these people who just feel like they can ghost people for no reason or set things up like it's so easy to send a text message or a message just saying, look, I'm really sorry, I'm not going to make it today. Do you think they just don't like the awkward conversation or what? I was these people are into you. This last guy was so into you and I was like, oh God, you need to cool it down, bitch. This guy was sending me messages from America when he was flown to America. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Anyway, by the by, I went out on Saturday night and... I might have met someone that night, so we'll see. So anyway, stay tuned for Billy's dating dilemmas. <laughs> Do you know what else I found as well this week? Go on. Um, I actually genuinely like barbecue sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I always proclaimed that I hated it. How? Barbecue sauce is a staple fat gal sauce. But it's the same with tomato sauce. And even though you're an FFG, yeah. deep down you are an FG. Fat girl, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But I always used to lie to myself and say that I didn't. It was when I was younger, I used to be strangely obsessed with this girl called Katie Tullerford. And she actually didn't like tomato sauce. And then I decided I didn't like it. And then since I was about six, never liked it again. So what you're telling me is you've carried on something that was made up from when you were six. Yeah, and I've stuck with it for life. And now I still don't have tomato sauce where I used to have it on everything. Chips, hot dogs, all your general stuff. <laughs> all your general stuff. But turkey twizzlers, <laughs> turkey dinosaurs, <laughs> smiley faces, potato waffles, ham sandwiches, cheese and ham. Hamwidges. <laughs> you ever had a hamwidge? I, I, I thought you said ham with jizz. No. I was like, what oh, are you talking about? You're fucking so gay. It's on the brain all the time. No, hamwidges. I can't hear it. I can't not hear jizz now. <laughs> hamwidges. I can't hear it now. I can only hear what your version of it, but it's called a hamwidge. A hamwidge. I, have... I used to have them in university and they're like these... Cheese filled. It's ham in the middle and then wrapped in cheese that melts and then wrapped in breadcrumbs, right? And you get them in all the Pavo shops that I used to shop in when I was in uni, which right. is, FYI, I still shop in them. Um, but I used to love them that much and I became that FJ, right? Fat girl. Yeah. I really wish I could say I was an FFG because it just sounds so much better than FJ, doesn't it? That's the inspiration, become a, become a former <laughs> fat girl and be skinny. Anyway, I was that FJ. I thought, I know a better way of cooking these than fucking putting them in the oven and taking ages i'll cook them in the toaster so i turned the toaster on the side right and i was like ta-da it's a grill put the ham witches in yeah i can't i can only hear your version put the ham witches in yeah put the toaster on within three minutes i had a full-blown kitchen fire (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the cheese had melted out of the sandwich onto the grill, set fire, fire and smoke was pouring out of it. Oh my god! I had no clue what to do. I was screaming, "Fire, fire!" Like you know when you play The Sims and they just run round the room. Was it a massive flame? Are we talking? We are talking. Don't know. Right. I can't remember the size of the Did flame. it look? Were you scared? Yes, I was scared. So I right. rang my dad in, in Liverpool and was like, "Dad, my house is on fire," because he's a fireman. Right. And he was like. What have I told you to do your whole life? Right, ring nine nine nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was yeah. like, "What's on fire?" And he, actually, I didn't need to ring nine nine. He completely talked me through it. He's like, "Is it plugged in?" And he was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Unplug it." Right. And I just got a tea towel and threw it over, and it was fine. Right. But that was my first ever experience of thinking I was actually going to kill myself. Why? I thought I could just see it spreading around the room, and then I was really paranoid about fire after that. Right. He's still, you're not very paranoid about fire now. You've got candles, incense lit yeah, everywhere. Yes, yeah. but I don't leave them unattended. Right. And also, you know, I was in uni and I had a scare. Right. I was new, fresh, living on my own, thinking I was being inventive. I was thinking, fucking have this works, I'm going to invent my own version of this and, you know, go on fucking Dragon's Den. The handheld grill. Are you, is there not one of them already? <laughs> exactly what I was thinking until I set the fucking place on fire. Right, <laughs> right, okay. The Gossip Gaze. So we've got a listener's letter here. Yes, my favourite part of the show, as it's you know. It's from Anonymous. Ooh. Go on. Hello. I don't know why I did that weird, really weird voice. Well, I kind of like it. Do you think you could keep it up for the whole listener's letter? No. Go on. Hello. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> 
Hello, I want to know what you both would do or say if you had a friend that is always acting cringe on Instagram and Facebook. I have a mate who is lovely, but I'm not going to lie on the social media that is really attention-seeking and annoying. That's juicy gossip. Do you have any friends who are cringe on Insta or Facebook? I think our Instagram experience is different because we use ours as part of our work as well. So I've got lots and lots of people. I follow so many people on there. So I do see I do see a side of people that might, when I see them in real life, might not see. But it's hard to know unless you know the person. Yeah. So it's hard to say, are they, is that person being cringe when I don't know what the type of cringe they're on about is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if they may say, for example, in real life is like, not very confident of not very outspoken and all of a sudden they get online and they've got this big massive gob it can be a bit like well where's this come from yeah and i do know people like that that aren't afraid to say anything on social media but as soon as it comes to a real life situation they wouldn't say boo to a goose yeah absolutely i don't know if i use the word cringe cringe to me says i don't know cringe to me says like like posting like cringy photos and stuff yeah. to me like that's what it seems like or cringy statuses yeah or like statuses that are just clear out and out lies attention seeking attention seeking statuses i call and them ass statuses ass stands for attention seeking status all right oh ass i just think ass would it not be at at oh no attention seeking t a s yeah s so I just think ass and just scroll past, to be honest. Do you know what I did? I had a friend who is exactly like this and they made me cringe. Did you say anything to them? No, I would never say anything to them. My advice is just to unfollow them. You can still be their friend or you can mute them from seeing their stuff that they post. But that, that's weird, like... No, it's not. If I you're cringing... Is... We don't know how close they are. Okay, well... If they're busy mates... Yeah. Imagine... Oh... I just got these news. Did you see it on Facebook? You'd be like, um. No. You think we'd just be like, oh no, I didn't see it, sorry. Show me them now. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> but going back to it, it does actually depend how close you are. If they're like your best, best friend, I would just speak to them and be like, what is this persona you're putting on? Do you know what <gasps> I mean? say that, yeah. I just, yeah, potentially. I'd be like, what's this persona you're doing? I maybe wouldn't use the t- the terms cringe mm. and attention-seeking. Right. But what other terms could you use? For me, this is actually a really hard dilemma. Because what you're talking about is your friend acting completely differently to the, to the person you know. And that's a bit scary. Just say But I then I suppose, do we all do that to an extent online? Of course, Yeah. People act differently online than what they do in real life. Yeah, I see that. I suppose you've just got to take it on what's online is also isn't real. Like, what they're, that's not really Yeah, there. like, does it really matter if your friend is a bit cringy online? Yeah. Maybe, you know what, maybe they're not getting the, the right attention in real life. This is what I mean. So, so they, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe it's that thirst for... That thirst for attention just is a little bit more online because they know if they act that way, they'll 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 get what they're looking for. And everybody wants a bit of attention. So actually, maybe, maybe instead of thinking, "Oh my god, my friend's fucking cringe," maybe think, "Do I need to make more effort with this person and do stuff?" And maybe yeah. just little things like if they get a new shirt, say, "Oh my god, that's you look lovely in that." 
I don't think they'd want it from their friends, though. Because if I post, I don't know, a cheeky picture, it's not for my friends to like it, is it? I know, but can I just say, you have posted a cheeky picture. I remember seeing one where your bum's out. Yeah. And half your friends are like, woo, fit, hot. And I was like, I could not ever say that to you. Yeah, of course. I'd feel yeah. bizarre. Like, yeah. yeah, well in, you look great, but... <laughs> yeah, I would only ever post that if I actually fancied the person. Yeah, same. Unless, weirdly, it was a girl, then I'd be like, yeah, sexy. Anyway, we've digressed. I actually, you would, so what you're saying, you'd tell the person. No, I would, it depends how close you are, but going through this whole conversation, I would just not look at it, unfollow, still be their friend, or mute them so you can't see anything, and then you don't see it out of sight, out of mind. And you know that person in real life anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And you're saying what? Speak to them. Just up the attention level that you give them. Compliment them a little bit more. Try and make a bit more effort with this person and see if that changes anything. I mean, maybe it won't. Yeah. But then you can just reassess. The Gossip Gaze. Okay, so we've been running this competition for a couple of weeks now. Yes, we have. And it's very, very exciting because... And the winner is Rosie Zinfandel. Is that right? Rosé Zinfandel. Yeah. Let's see. Sweet, fruity, and mostly cheap London gal, winner of Miss Publicity Drag UK. Okay. Brilliant. So it's a London queen. So, Rosie Dimpantel, you are a winner, baby. And you've just won yourself £100 to spend with what a drag. You can spend that on lashes, wigs, whatever you name it, they do it. Actually, they also do these, like, tangle teasers now for wigs. Fab. Yeah, they do loads of stuff. And they've just sent me a brand new um, set of lashes that are, like, uh, they're called Versatile Lashes. They're, like, 3D, and they look super, super sick. So we will be posting you out today on our Instagram feed and getting in touch with you there. So well done. And I would just like to say a massive thank you to What A Drag UK for the continued support. They're brilliant. They're amazing. And make sure you do check out their Instagram page and their website for all your drag needs. The Gossip Gaze. Okay, so now it's time for our gorgeous interview with the incomparable... Uh, Lauren Harris. Um, before we go into this interview, a bit of backstory. Um, have I even told you this? I don't know. The maybe. first time I ever arranged to meet up with Lauren. Oh, I think I vaguely remember. Very bizarre circumstances. She is a total love, but she, we were supposed to be meeting in Manchester for afternoon tea. She got in touch with me on socials. Love what, you, love what you do and all that, she said. And I was like, oh my God, I love what you do. We should talk up. She's like, well, I'm available this weekend. Nah, 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 nah. So I get to her hotel in reception, text her, I'm downstairs. She says, come up. She told reception to come up. Anyway, I got the key, went up to her room. She's on the bed. Her foot's all strapped up. She'd had a fall the night before. Oh my yeah. God. And she um, basically, she cancelled there and then <laughs> she's like i'm not gonna be able to go out are you okay to ring me an ambulance <laughs> got me to ring her an ambulance and then she was like can you come with me and i was a bit like well yeah if you want and then the, the ambulance guy was like well who are you and i was like i'm her friend and the ambulance was like you can't come in the ambulance sorry it was all very very weird circumstances oh my god well how weird that when we turned up to meet a- yesterday her arm was broken 
Yeah, I think she's just, I think she's a little bit clumsy. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what I will say is, um, we decided to do this interview with Lauren because she's been doing loads of videos lately, hasn't she? Yeah, so if you may have seen on all her social media, she's been um, doing some out there videos, shall we say. So. Yeah, she's been doing these videos and a lot of people have been saying, oh my God, are you on drugs? Are you this, are you that? People and have been concerned for it. People her. have a little bit, yeah. And also... The Lauren that I kind of know and sp- have spoken to and met up with in the past doesn't really do that. So we, anyway, we wanted to go and we wanted to find out what's going on and if she's all right. Um, so anyway, we don't want to divulge too much information. Here she is, lay up on her bed with pink fluffy slippers on and me and Billy sat on the end of it. It's the beautiful Lauren Harry's. So we're joined today by the absolutely gorgeous uh, Lauren Harris. How are you, Lauren? I'm good. How are you? I am ecstatic that you oh. invited us over. So honestly, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. My pleasure. Uh, we want to get stuck right in now because there may be some listeners listening today that aren't that familiar with Lauren Harris. Just in case there's one or two, uh, can you tell us a little bit about who Lauren Harris is? Well, let's cut it short. Um, <laughs> Terry Wogan at the age of 10 as James Harris. And then when I was 22, I had a gender reassignment surgery. And that was in about many years ago, 22 years ago. And then I was on this morning and I went all the, on all the shows again. My career started again. So everybody remembers, remembers me as the antiques kid. And now they remember me as a sex goddess. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and did your phone go off at the same time as you said that? She's even got gentlemen callers right now. <laughs> That's how much no, of a it's sex not, goddess it's Lauren work. is. It's working. So Lauren, something that um, a lot of people know you for is uh, Celebrity Big Brother. Can you just tell us how that happened? Well, there was Celebrity Big Brother's bit on the side, which I did a two or four with Pig Bones. And that went on for about three years. And that was also with Russell Brand. Yeah. And uh, I did I, I did that. Um, and then it was then it was taken over by Emma Willis and Ryan Clark. Um, and then obviously I, I I started doing that. And then I, obviously then Pete Byrne said, "Why aren't you in the effing house?" And it, we then eventually it did happen. But it took a long time. Brilliant. So I actually didn't know that you knew Pete like that. I sang with him on on um, on live television. Amazing. Oh, wow. Spin me round. It's on YouTube. Amazing. Well, we need <laughs> yeah, to check that out. Absolutely. Pete Burns is and actually... he's a fashion guru. We did a fashion guru segment together for about six episodes more. Oh, amazing. Oh, fab. Mm. Um. So you you love a good sing song. I love a good sing song. And some of your well known tracks are Upper Do. And what was your original track that you, the very first one you put out? What was that called? I'm a woman. I'm a woman. And um, you touched up on it before you, um, you transitioned when you were 22. What do you feel like it's like living today, day to day as a trans woman? Like sometimes it's lovely, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes you get men who say cool things to you. Sometimes you don't. Usually it's been fine. You have the odd experience and you have to just wash over you and think of the positive. And every year that comes by and goes by, the transgender community is getting more more accepted with people out there spreading the word. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think at the minute it's it's hard, isn't it? Like we, me and Billy, see a lot of um, quite awful and quite hideous transphobic things on things like Breakfast Telly with Piers Morgan, and I think, I think the more aware people can become of like, hello, mm. trans people are people, you know. I think the better the world will be, and I think having people in the in the public eye like yourself, I think that's only gonna help the bigger fight does that make sense yes i mean people forget that anatomically when you have the full gender reassignment surgery you are a woman you just can't have children yet yeah but you are and you can have the same you're the same sex as women can you can have the same figure and you can have the same vagina but yours is specially made for you so it's it's even better if you like. It's just the perfect designer version. <laughs> exactly. So what we've been speaking about on the show a lot is actually me going on dates and me finding dates. Uh, do you find it difficult dating being in the public eye? One of my previous boyfriends, he wanted fame, and my other one, well, he was just they were both very bad boys. Um, I don't know whether he wanted fame, but just me. But he, I had to leave him and the other one left me. So I think it's difficult. Um, but it, it just depending on the strength of the person. And if you're not with the right person who's strong enough, then you're not with the right person at all. Okay, so do you have any advice on anyone looking for a date? I would. The best basic thing is think of Anne Berlin. Less is, less is more. Try to... To, to shut down the curtains and to have dates and romance before you have the sex because once you give the man the sex they just walk away which is so true and everybody relates to this one and uh, I have to I have to I have to actually do what I've just said in real life but it's true and and I have I have been doing that just to keep keeping yourself to yourself, meeting the right person. I mean, just now, somebody asked me if I was a prostitute and offered me £100 for sex just two hours ago. It's not a problem, but I said, you know, you can imagine. So, you know, I just have to walk down the street as well as now and every, every man wants me. But it's, it's just, it's, it's nice. But I'm more seen now with, I can see it. I can see it when men look at me. It's all they see is sex. Um, and it's taken me a long time to have sex appeal and have the confidence as well and the body that I've got. It didn't, this didn't, I didn't wake up with this figure. It just happened with working out every day, walking a lot, exercise. And uh, it, it was just, it, I made it happen. And I think, I, I think I've spoke about this as well, actually. I think when you put that confidence out into the world and you feel it about yourself, People buy it and people everybody, eat it Everyone up. sees it and everybody thinks, oh, wow. And that's all because of inner belief. And I think, do you think this is what spurred on a lot of your recent videos online? Because we see you being so confident. We've seen you in little gorgeous bunny outfits. We've seen you in bikinis. We've seen you in next to no clothes dancing, walking down the street. And you always seem super confident. Do you yes. think that's where that's come from? Yes, definitely. I don't have a problem with my confidence. I've always been confident, but this time I'm making the world see it. And what about um, the videos that are out at the moment? They're getting so much attention. They are. What spared you to do these videos and put yourself back out there the way you've done that? 
it was completely out of the box for me to do videos like I have because is that isn't who I am. So it's a bit like having a Katie Price or another type of my personality being seen. But people who know me know that that isn't me. Yeah. Um, but the people who don't know me just think she's either insane or she's on drugs or or she's just gone lost a plot. Are you on drugs? No. No, I, I don't even drink. And, and the whiskey that's here isn't even mine. It's somebody who left his stuff here, so he's got to pick it up. But no, um, I um, I don't drink because I don't like the way it makes me feel. I only drink a little bit and I don't take drugs because I don't, I, if I if I don't, I don't like the way they make me feel either. But that's fair enough. And I, thank you for being so honest there. Um, and I ask that because as a drag queen, mm. I've, I'm the same, which is why I wanted to do this podcast because I wanted to show people, actually, I'm not always a I can be nice, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to grab your drink? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Got it. Up to. <laughs> you know, I wanted to show people that I'm not the drag persona 24-7. No, you're really different in real life. Yeah. And that people need to see that. And I think doing these videos, I see the Lauren underneath mm. that's fun. Yeah. And that's having taking the piss. And yeah. dancing and being silly yeah. but a lot of people um a lot of people are commenting saying we're worried about you lauren they are we're worried do you think they have any right to be worried or any need to be worried about you right now well i won't say i have made mistakes yeah um and i'm my own worst enemy but at least i'm learning from them every day because it's the first time i've really spread my wings the first time in my life really so, because I've always been at home with the family. So it was just two months of madness settling down now. So, for people that don't know, you've, you have always lived in Cardiff, am I correct, with your family? Yes, always lived in Cardiff. I had a gig in the Glory, in the Glory pub in East End. And uh, I just decided I was going to eventually stay and here I am and would you say you've got a good support network around you here in London I would say that I have a lot of people who are there I will always have my family support no matter what and that doesn't matter if I if they would support me and if whatever I did or the biggest mistakes in the world that I did they would support me because that's what you do when you love someone you don't of care course. Um, and I'd say that the people that I have in my life, I'm still getting to know them because it takes a long time before you get to know somebody really. Yeah. I just, just on a personal level, mm. I just hope that you've got a nice support network of friends here. because I, I think do. It's... I have friends. I have friends. and um, But um, it's a working relationship as well. And it's difficult to mix business with pleasure, which I'm not used to doing because I've always been a true professional. Yeah. And I've always just had a separate life, personal-wise, and a very busy business life. Because we saw in 2017, um, you are on Loose Women, looking fabulous and gorgeous, I must say. Uh, and we saw you on the show. Um, you said on that particular interview, um, oh, quite yes. often you would use humour um, as a way to balance out your pain mm. when you've that got pain in your life. Yes, that's what I always do. So I think some of the fans might be seeing your videos and thinking, is Lauren 
happy right now and is she doing this because she's got some pain in her life because you can see the confusion if you've said in the past this is how you deal with pain and then you put out videos that might might people be questioning the drugs thing or the crazy thing Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people are concerned and then a lot of people find it funny yes probably older fans are concerned and the newer fans don't care right um i definitely meant that on on um those women until i had my heart broken and had a nervous breakdown because of it um and I'd say that I use comedy as a way and a positive mental attitude as a way of um, dealing with um, stress and dealing with bad situations that happen in my life. But I'd also say that, um, you know, it's it, laughing is the best therapy. Absolutely. I and, and I think people people forget, actually, Lauren Harris is actually a very extremely strong woman because you've been through what some people will never go through in a year and we we saw you put your whole family on live stream mm-hmm. remember and um how did that go just talk to me a it was bit terrible about that. because i'd just spoken up with connor then so i had a nervous breakdown on national air i wasn't myself i wasn't funny i wasn't funny i didn't give a crap i was just miserable constantly which is i always feel bad about that because if we did it again i would be more upbeat but uh, it was a very, very stressful time for me. And we saw we saw in the media as well, you, your poor mum, bless her. She had a little slip up, didn't she? The metro. <laughs> yes. And she had a slip up with her bank details at one point, didn't she? Oh, yes, that's so true. She left a card on the bed. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> so every, every job and everything you do has always got the pros and the cons. So if we said to you, Lauren Harry's is... Can you fill in the rest of that sentence? Lauren Harris is an extraordinary woman who's been through every experience and still learning every day, as people always should be. Um, But at the end of the day, she's just like butter. She's as soft as snow. And that can be a very dangerous thing to be. Um, But it is who I am and I will change. I'd like to say I love you, my family. Um. And yes, there have been some hard times in London, you know. And um, there's been good times, but there have been bad times too. But they do make you stronger. They really do. And you just have to be strong. And you have to really focus your, your attention on the good times and outweigh the bad ones. And that is life. You're just being honest with your journey. And you know what, Edie? Not everything is rosy in life no no of course but as long not. as you as long as you're okay and you're happy yes that's all that matters it is all that matters and i think when your fans hear you on this today and you know we've seen a little bit of vulnerable lauren we've seen nice lauren i think just letting people know that you are okay i think i think it'll go a long way Yes, and I hope your show, I know your show will do really well. Thank you. <laughs> we hope so. We hope so. I don't, I'd never say hope, I say I know. That's very kind. Uh, listen, we are definitely going to leave it here. We need a big cuddle, and I can't wait till next time we see you. The Gossip Gaze. 
So that was it. That was the there amazing Lauren Harris. I mean, it, was it what was it what you expected? Can I ask? I didn't know what to expect. I I just didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if she'd be there in a bra and knickers like she's on the videos. Like, I just <laughs> didn't know what 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 we were going to be walking into. I think the general feeling that I got was she's kind of doing it for for the publicity. Yeah, and you know. I think it's hard for people who are reality stars. Like, you can't be Lauren Harry's and go and get a job in Sainsbury's. Yeah. So, I think I think she's a fantastic TV personality. I think speaking to her on the regular, I think she has got some nice, exciting things coming up. Mm. But maybe she's just moved away from home and she's kind of going through that. I can do whatever I want phase. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Um. So I think she's just finding her feet in London. I really. mean, I mean, look at you when you moved to Manchester. You moved up from home. You turned into a drag queen. Well, you yeah, that's true. You put on true. this brand new persona. That's so true. Who's to say that she can't do the same just because she's not doing drag? She's still doing a different persona that's not her. I think people are just generally concerned for her. And I think, you know, we've been texting since we met up and i'm going to be in london every wednesday going forward the next few weeks because i'm hosting the drag idol competition and the two brewers so i think we're going to hang out a little bit while she's down here and just for some familiarity for her yeah i think that'd be nice you know yeah maybe go for lunch or whatever well that's it we're we're at the end of the episode brilliant we've had a lovely time in london we're still lay on our backs by the way we're still both (laughs) in our separate beds with blankets on us you want to see the state of us oh we look like mingers However, um, I've actually had a brilliant time, brilliant weekend, and I feel like I need to do this more instead of being cooped up in the same same places all the time. Yeah, just get out. I mean, it's not even cost us anything, really. It's the cheapest chips, this hotel. Yeah. So remember to like us, rate us, comment, all that good stuff on our... All the good stuff. All the good stuff. The main thing is you guys are subscribing to us, and if you can leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts, we would love you even more. But I know not everybody listens on that medium, so whatever medium you do listen to us on, if you could subscribe, it's completely free. And all it does is it means you're going to get a notification as soon as we launch a new episode. It's going to keep us in these charts. I do want you to get involved with our listeners' letters and you can do that by sliding into any of our DMs and also Whoop. emailing us at... TheGossipGaze with a Z at gmail.com. TheGossipGaze at gmail.com with a Z. And I think that's all we've got to say from this bed in London. Brilliant. I uh, hope you have a lovely week. See you next week. See you next week, babies. Love you. The Gossip Gaze. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm